For multi-passionates, confidence can be a tenuous thing. Even if we're extroverted and self-assured most of the time, we don't stick to things as long as other people think we should. We seldom have a trophy wall or a laundry list of awards. More likely, we have a closet full of half-started projects. We live in a world that celebrates how much you produce, and our lives are littered with false starts. So yeah, even the strongest among us can use a little confidence infusion every now and then. I thought you guys might like an episode on how to get one. You're listening to episode 113 of Multi-Passionate Like a Boss, and I'm your host, Jenny O'Connor. I'm a writer, entrepreneur, and certified shiny object lover, and I'm obsessed with finding the easiest way to live the dream. Hear this, my squirrel-brained friends. The most freeing moment of your life will be the moment you discover conventional wisdom isn't meant for you. It's meant for linear thinkers and specialists who are motivated by a different definition of success. We shiny object lovers, on the other hand, know that doing what we love is not a privilege. It's an obligation. That's why in this multi-passionate corner of the internet, we're designing lives and businesses on our terms, disrupting how it's always been done and flipping the bird to all of the awful sounding things we should do. So if you're a rebel, a curious misfit, or a creator that shrinks from doing the inauthentic, hit that subscribe button and let's write our own rules for this brave new world. If growing an audience on social media feels like a slog and you're convinced there has to be a better way, there is. It's email. For every dollar invested in email marketing, you get an average of $42 back. Plus, email reaches an average of 79% of the people you send it to. Instagram, 13.5. Ugh. But a lot of entrepreneurs aren't leveraging this awesome way to grow an engaged audience because they think writing emails is too time-consuming or that they're not good at storytelling. If you've ever thought that yourself, my free guide, Write Better Emails the Easy Way, will change the game and help you craft memorable, money-making newsletters in just minutes a week. Get it now at JennyO'Connor.com forward slash email. Hey, boss fam, welcome back to the show. So the rule that we are rejecting today is the one that says that if you have a lot of different jobs on your resume in random or diverse industries, that that makes you a less desirable hire because that belief adversely affects our confidence. I want to clarify that I'm not talking about a lot of jobs in the same industry. So if you have a resume with a ton of different restaurant jobs on them, but you only worked for a month at each one, that is going to look bad. Don't do that. I also know that there are plenty of you listening who aren't job hunting anymore per se. You work for yourself, but sometimes you get caught up in stories about sunk costs, all the time you wasted doing that one job or getting a certification or a degree that you never even use. Nothing is worse than being a high achiever and ambitious person like you all are and feeling like you wasted time and resources, right? Money. Ugh. How many dollars have we spent on things that have zero bearing on where we are now? So whether you're facing a potential employer saying, eesh, you need to pick a lane, 
or you're staring your own shaky confidence in the mirror and trying to justify or find a reason that validates your circuitous career path, I'm going to give you a tool today that really helps you be more objective and less critical. And it's useful anytime you need a reminder of why you're incredible and unlike anybody else, say before a podcast interview or when you're sitting down to decide the details of your personal brand or write your home and about pages or list your special skills on LinkedIn. Lots of applications for this one. So I think you're really going to like it. This tool is called the never ending resume. And what you'll want to do is copy paste your existing resume or create a new one if you don't have one anymore. But bear in mind that this is for your eyes only. So don't make changes on your one and only hard copy of your actual resume. Keep this private copy of your never-ending resume updated with every skill you acquire or have acquired from every job you've ever had. So you're going to go way beyond job titles. As you know, normally there's your job title, the amount of time you were there, what the name of the company was, the date. Like You don't need that other stuff. You need title, and then you need the rest of these things. So thing one... Write down all of the skills that you gained from each one of these jobs. And I like to bold the skills themselves, put them in bold fonts so they're easy to pick out when this page gets crowded because it will. And it's really helpful to be able to scan all of the skills at one time because we're so good at connecting dots and that really helps you see all the pieces that you're trying to connect. So here's an example. When I was an event producer, I learned how to see the big picture that included all of the million parts that were moving in tandem. I also, though, learned how to drill down to the most granular minutia so that literally every single minute of the event, I knew what had to happen for it to go off without a hitch. I mean, I had a minute by minute breakdown. Nowadays, that particular set of skills is so helpful. Like when I'm planning a dinner party, I have a bird's eye view of when I want it to start, when I want the meal to be prepared, how I want everything to play together. But I know it has to happen if, say, I have one oven and different cooking temps and different cooking times to make everything come out seamlessly the way that I want. So that's thing one. Thing two, write down functionally what you did at that job. So an example, when I worked at the cooking school, not only did I teach classes at night, I also shopped and prepped the other classes during the day. I also wrote the promotional copy for swag that we gave away at our art walk events twice a year. So as you can see, that covers way more than you'd ever get out of the title or job description worked at a cooking school or title cooking instructor. Okay. Thing three, write your successes and accomplishments, big and small, any and all of them. Give yourself a lot of of grace. Be liberal with this. So at the cooking school, I got consistently positive Yelp reviews. People always hired me for private events offsite. I was once asked to introduce Giada De Laurentiis for a TV spot. 
And the owner had me teach the first ever iteration of a new class, which I took to mean I was good and she trusted me not to fuck it up. So underneath that, you're going to write down anything that you made happen against adversity. So were you under budget or under the time limit? Did you accomplish more than was expected? Did your efforts produce revenue growth? What percentage? If you know those numbers, that's really helpful. So from my own life, when I worked as a wedding planner, uh, One time the bride, we got to the venue and she realized seconds before she had to walk down the aisle that she had forgotten her bouquet back at the hotel. And I think like the processional had already started. So there was no like pause, let's go get the bouquet. We just had to come up with something new. So I grabbed a centerpiece and took it apart and put it back together as a bouquet And after the ceremony, the bride told me that she liked the one I had made better than the one she spent hundreds of dollars on. So like that goes on this list. Does that make sense? The last thing you'll want to note is where you exceeded expectations. Who was affected by that? So I worked at Marie Callender's as a hostess when I was 16 years old. It was my first job. And on more than one occasion, a customer wanted an ingredient that we were out of. And I left work and went to the grocery store to get that thing and bring it back for the customer. And that kind of set the tone for my work ethic after that. If you're not willing to go the extra mile, you're not doing the right work. And if that's the case... It's time to go. I'm not saying I felt that compelled at all of my jobs. I'm just saying I knew that when I didn't, that was time to go. So when you are done compiling this list and writing out these extra points that you would never put on a traditional resume, you're going to have this comprehensive list of skills and experiences that make up the toolkit of you. Okay, I'm going to take a quick detour for a moment here because I had this episode done and dusted, totally produced, sent off to the cleaners, and then I found this thing that you guys all need to know about. So last week, we talked to Matt Barrios about how home affects your well-being and how you can intentionally craft a home that enhances it and brings you the ultimate joyful life. Super cool conversation. Definitely go check out episode 112. But I was perusing LinkedIn and saw that Matt had posted a resume that he created using an uh, online application called Figma. And it is a landscape. So it goes, reads from left to right and it stretches the chronology of his life. And he used colors and he used photographs to represent each of these stages of his evolution. And he also listed um, the skills that he learned and developed at each of those jobs. So you can sort of see an overarching theme as you move from left to right. You could probably do this in Canva as well, because admittedly, when I went to figma.com, I found it a little bit overwhelming. And so if you have ADHD, don't go to this website. Um, But it has... Like it's like UX design. It's like all of these different ways they can make your life easier. If you work with teams, all this different stuff. Um, And I, 
I don't even know like which level you would need to make this resume that I speak of. But what I'm going to do is link to Matt's so you can look at it as an example. And then, I mean, you could do this with sticky notes on a piece of poster board, but every single multi-passionate needs one of these needs a visual. Like if you are a visual person, this is the coolest way to see how every single thing you've ever done has a point and how they all play together overall. So I had to pop back in, tell you guys about that. I'll include the link in the show notes. Definitely check out Matt's Figma.com resume. It's badass. And back to the show. So if you're going for a certain role or position, you can pick and choose the most relevant aspects to share about yourself when you apply. If you're applying for a TED Talk, this gives you a long list of reasons why you're an expert candidate. If this is just to ramp up your mojo, like, can you see why this works so well? You can, right? And that is the reason that I suggest keeping just one list with all your experiences on it. There's actually two reasons that I suggest that. For one thing, if you're hunting for your ikigai, like we discussed in episode 111, your reason for being, and you still haven't quite landed on it, this list will make you very aware of anything that could be translated into an umbrella career. So what do I mean by that? I mean a job that gives you a single title, but underneath which you can go down a bajillion different rabbit holes. So for example, as a copywriter, I have worked for a chiropractor, plastic surgeon, cannabis retailers, real estate agents, finance companies, travel agents. And that is a job where I claim one title, copywriter, and I write about so many millions of things that I never, ever get bored. That is an umbrella job. So other examples could be teacher, because like at elementary and high school levels, you can change subjects with relative ease. As a historian, you could research the history of all sorts of different things, What if you were a consultant that worked with business startups? You get in, you help them set up and you get out, but each time the business is completely different. Efficiency expert would be similar, right? All the businesses you work for are going to have very different things going on. You could also be a personal assistant and just do all of the tasks required to make someone else's life a well-oiled machine. That probably wouldn't get boring or Being a task rabbit, if you live in a big city, which I always describe as Uber for rich people who need things done. So some people actually think about at every job they have, when I leave here, could I come back as a consultant? And the follow-up question, doing what exactly? But if you accumulate knowledge in more fields every year, you can use the skills and experiences from each one of them to create a wide variety of consulting services. I think that sounds awesome. Doesn't that sound so interesting? The other reason, though, why you should make a list, a never-ending resume like this is validation. This list can help you see patterns. And sometimes when your skills are down in black and white, they illuminate the path to either what you should do next 
or where you are now. So in the case of the former, what you should do next, you now have an umbrella career laid out right before your very eyes. And in the latter example, it all starts to make sense. It validates that none of the time you spent getting those experiences to get to here was ever time wasted. And that, I believe, is what makes this such a potent tool. Okay, boss fam, if you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, would you please share it with another multi-passionate that you know? Also, if you thought this topic was interesting, you will love Dr. Angela Mulrooney on Brand Archetype or Setting Fire to What's Holding You Back. That's episode 56 because she was a dentist first and then started consulting about that. And after she grew so fast on LinkedIn, talking about that, she became a consultant on how to grow on LinkedIn. And don't forget to grab your free copy of Lifestyle Design for Multipassionate. This is the guidebook I wish I'd had from the beginning. Answer a few questions about your deepest struggles and get focusing hacks, time management strategies, job suggestions, and confidence-enhancing tools specific to who you are. Plus, learn to steal back 24 hours a month. No big deal. That's just a whole extra day. To do more sparkly things, go and grab your copy today at jennyoconnor.com forward slash good life. Until next time, remember, you don't have to change who you are. You have to become more of who you are. Now get on out there and do the thing.